You are listening to In Between the Lines, a writing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Riley, and I am going to be diving deep into the world of writing. Diving into world building, character development, self-publishing, setting, plot, and so much more. Join me in this journey of bettering our craft, where we can share ideas and become best-selling authors together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In Between the Lines. Thank you so much for being here today. You guys know I appreciate it so much. I actually got a message from one of my Instagram friends the other day that said she was just having kind of a hard day and she popped on to this podcast and she said that she felt like she was talking to a friend. And honestly, that just made me cry. It really did. It was just so kind. And I'm so happy that I could be there for her. She lives on the opposite side of the world from me. And it was just a really comforting thing to hear. And I just want you guys to know that I appreciate every single one of you. And every time you pop onto this podcast, it it's it makes me so happy because it's just something that I've been doing for myself you know, and it's it's a way for me to absorb this information a little bit better and a way for me to come back here at any given time to relearn the information. So it's just knowing that this podcast is actually helping other people makes me really, really happy. And I just, again, I'm so appreciative and yeah. <laughs> so thank you again. I know I probably say it every single episode, but I really am super grateful. And as most of you know, I am going the traditional route for Always Loved You, which is my third novel, and I'm really excited about it. I never thought I would go traditional considering I love self-publishing and I get to keep all of my creative um, freedom and the book is mine. It's 100% mine. And I, I was really scared of that sort of giving up my book factor But, you know, I think traditionally publishing your book can bring more opportunities. And I just kind of woke up one morning and said, I'm going to traditionally publish Always Loved You. And that was it. I mean, I was kind of weary at first, but the feeling never went away. And I was just like, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And I hope that it brings me more opportunities in my writing career. So that's why I'm doing this. And I've been doing a lot of um, researching for lit agents. And I, I, I thought this episode could be about how to find a lit agent. And I, I came across a really informative article that went over how to find a lit agent. So I wanted to go over that with you guys, because I think Finding a lit agent is probably the hardest part of being traditionally published. So I think the first thing, I don't think, I know, the first thing you want to know 
is you need to know what genre is your book. You want to identify what kind of book you have. It's the same thing with the self-publishing market. You know, I, I've gone over before, you need to know your market when you when you market your book. Who are you going to be giving your book to? This is the same thing when you are trying to find an agent because the agent really wants to know that you know this already. You know who your book is going to go to because even though you are kind of handing your book off to other people and, and, and they're helping you along the way and they're doing a lot of the work for you, they still want to know that you're invested and that you are also doing your part in trying to sell your book because agents don't get paid unless your book sells. So they want to know that you are putting in the work too. So understand what kind of book you have, what genre is your book. Number two is look for agents that are looking for books like yours. So you don't want someone who loves historical fiction when you're a romance writer, right? So I know maybe the agent would love your book and they're like, oh my gosh, this is a really good book. Yeah, sure, I'll take it on. But all of their clients are historical fiction writers. So it's kind of like, yeah, they like your book, but that's not their specialty. So for an example, I don't like fantasy novels. However... I, there's an, there's another author on Instagram, Iona Wayland, who wrote the book Ashes, and it's a fantasy novel. I absolutely loved that book so much. It was completely amazing, and it was totally out of my genre, but I loved it. It was so good, but I would not turn around and start reading fantasy novels all the time. That's not a, those are not books that I will pick up. So even though you know, you're querying agents, any agent, and they love historical fiction, that's all they ever published, and they like your book, it doesn't mean that that's a good fit for you. So you want to make sure that you're looking for agents who like books like yours. So there's actually a website called Publishers Marketplace, and it's an awesome tool for you to find agents. They have a lot of descriptive information on what kind of books they have published and what genres they really like. It's a $25 a month subscription, but if you are willing to put in the work and invest your time into this. $25 a month is definitely something that you should be willing to invest to find the perfect agent for you. And of course, you can cancel any time. It's not something that you're going to have to pay for the rest of your life. So just remember that it's just $25 a month. And you know what? You can be <clears throat> stingy with it and you can like invest a shit ton of time in one month and then cancel it. And like, go through and your eyes are like bloodshot from staring at your computer for like 25 hours, <laughs> you know? So and just make sure that you are looking for agents that, that like your book. So number three, when you get a list about 50 to 100 agents, then that's when you want to deepen your search on the agents that you have written down. So maybe they love romance, but what kind of romance are they interested in? Do they love that sort of like um, gritty? I, there's like a... <laughs> There's like an image in my head right now that I wish I could explain. It's like a certain cover that um, is like this romance niche. I, I don't even know. 
I'm not really interested in those kind of romance novels. I'm definitely like Colleen Hoover is very contemporary romance. So that's the kind of books that I gear towards. But um, if you have an agent that loves maybe historical romance and you have written contemporary romance, that wouldn't be a good fit. So you want to make sure that the agents that you have invested your time in and writing down, um, check out what kind of romance novels or fantasy novels or historical fiction novels they have invested their time in. And also check out the publishers that they've worked it with authors that they have worked with, match it up with yours. Do you ever see yourself as an author like the authors they have represented. So you want to really, that's like really, really important because again, finding an agent is like finding your soulmate. You want to be connected. You want um, to have similar interests. You don't want someone who's the complete opposite of you. You want someone who's going to be excited and is going to love your book because that is what they love. So Once you have your deepened search, you want to personalize each query letter. It's really, really important to make these letters feel personal and like you're talking to them. And you want to tell them why your book fits their list. I'm going to do another episode on how to write query letters and how to wow your agents, but I'm not going to go into that now. But just to kind of give you a lowdown, you want to really personalize each letter. Maybe have it similar, but have it really touch them and and tell them why your book should be on their list specifically. Another thing, so number five, you really want to send your um, letters in batches. You don't want to send one at a time and then wait for a response because some agents, when they reject your book, they just don't respond. They're not going to send anything back. They're just going to ignore it. So you do not want to send one query letter, wait for a response, send another one, wait for a response because that is going to take so long. It's not even funny. You will be waiting a long, long time. So just send them in batches, maybe send 15, wait a little bit, then send another 15, wait a little bit, and then see how that goes. Number six is you want to follow up with the um, agents that you're querying. I haven't, I've queried before, but I've never followed up with people that don't respond because I felt, I mean, actually I, I didn't even cross my mind, but I, I, I can see how people would feel that's kind of pushy and you're like, oh, well, they didn't respond, so they don't want it. But I've done a lot of research about the business world and that is something that it constantly pops up is following up, following up, following up. Actually, people need to see an ad about 10 times before they actually purchase an item. So if you query an agent and they haven't responded, send them a message, send them another follow-up message. I mean, don't be like annoying about it and like sending them a message every single day, but you want to send them another follow-up and saying, hey, I mean, I don't know. This is just like me talking from my brain like, hey, just saying what you thought of my query letter. Um, But 
you know, you just you want to do that because you never know. Maybe you send that follow up information and they say, oh, well, actually, let me take a double look or second a second look. And they're like, oh, wow, I actually I kind of like this. Let me ask her for the whole full manuscript or something. I mean, you know, you're never going to send the entire manuscript in the first um, go. So definitely don't do that either. That's just like a, a side note. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's really that's really the basics on how to find a lit agent. I can definitely go into more detail and information in a later episode when I'm actually digging into this and doing it because I'm not doing it right now. I'm still working on on the book and I have a a long way to go <laughs> until I'm done with that. I'm I'm having kind of a difficult time with my first draft and I don't know. It's just, it's not that I'm in it because I think about it every single day. It's just, I'm having a very hard time with my normal routines. So, you know, I've been switching it up. I think I, I don't know if I went over this on another, my last episode, or if I went over this on my Instagram, I can't remember, but you know, I've been, I broke down my book into hundred pages, hundred page sections. So I have like three sections. So it'd be like 300 pages. And um, I've like wrote down like what each section will be like. And then I take that section and I break it down by chapter. So that's what I'm doing right now because my normal pantser style just is not working for me right now. And it's weird. Maybe I'm just trying to be more organized, but you know, definitely try and and do things that are out of your normal routine to try and um, better your your skills and your your time management because it's all about time management. I mean, you don't want to spend. I spent ten years on my first book, and you don't want to spend ten years. If this is something you really want to do, you definitely don't want to spend ten years. You want to try and get your book done. I think an average of a year, two years is pretty good. It took me about maybe, I would say closer to two years to do DR Tatum. So, you know, just have have a fun time with it, but, you know, try to take it serious if this is something that you're really, really interested in doing. And, um, and just have fun with it. I know there's so many things about in the publishing world and, and it's, so serious all the time. It's like, do this, do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Just, just have fun, figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. I mean, maybe something you've done in the past has worked for you and you're moving forward. It doesn't work anymore. I mean, that's what I'm learning. I just, I can't do the pantser thing anymore. It's just, and I was a pantser through and through. I just don't understand. (laughs) It makes no sense. So, I mean, that's, that's all I have to say for today. Um, again, thank you so much for being here. It's been like maybe 15 minutes. I appreciate you guys so much. You literally have no idea. And I hope this information was helpful for you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me on In Between the Lines. If you're looking to better your writing or find a community of writers to connect with, subscribe to this podcast. You can find me on Instagram at mreilly, E-M-R-E-I-L-L-Y. Keep on writing and I'll see you in the next episode.